a tree that was worshipped. A city that uh, was convicted of rather than worshipping Abedazar, therefore, the consequence is they have to burn all the contents of the city. The contents of the city includes this lulav. So this lulav, therefore, is slated for burning. And since the lulav is slated for burning, it's considered already combusted and, like, you know, chopped up. And therefore, something that has to be burnt does not have a shear. And since a lulav, we'll see in a second, has a minimum shear, three plus one tlothin, so therefore, since it's going to be destroyed, it's considered already destroyed, and it doesn't have the minimum shear. Nifritsu, oh, sorry, niktam reishef, its top was cut off. Nifritsu olav, if its leaves were separated, it's puzzled, which means the leaves were not attached to the Shidra, the Lulav is possible. But, if the leaves were not actually separated, but they were just fanned out, Nifridu, if they were spread out, then it's still kosher. Rabbi Huda says you must tie the Lulav on top, we'll discuss that in the Gemara. Tzinar Barza, which is a Lulav-like species, which has shorter leaves than a regular lulav, but nonetheless meets the minimum requirements. So even though it's not a real classic lulav, it's still kosher. Tzinar barzik sheiros. And bottom line, lulav yesh beshleish a lulav that has three tvachim, and the Gemara puts in here an and, and kidei lananeabai, has three tvachim plus another tefach on top, which enables <laughs> shaking, that is a kosher lulav. So, the Gemara now is going to try to digest what the nature of this psul of gazel is. So, kapasik vitani, the Mishnah says unequivocally, without any qualification, that it's puzzle, a lulav gazel is puzzle across the board, with no exceptions and no difference. So now, it makes no difference if it's the first day of Yantuf, it makes no difference on the second day of Yantuf. Now we must remind ourselves that on the first day of Yantuf, Dalab Minim is Dairaisa. It says, And you'll take on the first day, So the first day is Dairaisa. Chachamim, like we're going to get to it then, the parak, Chachamim said, that in order to remember the Beis Hamidrash, in order to commemorate the Beis Hamidrash, we take the rest of the days. So, there's going to be a difference in nature between what's possible on the first day when the Torah mandated Sheikh Nolulav and what's possible on the second through the end when it's only Drabonan to Sheikh Nolulav. So, our Mishnah made no differentiation that a Lulav that's Gazel is possible. So now, Bishlemi Yavesh says the Gemara, for, the Gemara for instance. Yavesh is possible because it fails to meet the basic requirements of a definition of a lulav. So if something isn't a lulav, I don't care if the nature of the mitzvah is deraisa or the nature of the mitzvah is derabanan. It fails to meet the requirements. That is not a lulav. So if the Torah demanded you shake a thing called a lulav, that isn't it. 
If the Rabbanan demanded you shake a thing called a lulav, that isn't it. It fails to meet the basic requirements no matter who mandated it. But, so that's Yavish. Bishlevi Yavish, Hadar Ba'ina. The definition of a lulav is something that's nice. Pre, it's Hadar, and that goes on all of them. Valaka, and it's not. So it is not the species. So I don't care who asked you to shake it, Hashem or the Rabbanan. Whoever asked you to shake it, that ain't it. Elagazel, but if something is stolen, so a car that is stolen is still a car. There may have been a nasty act in the acquisition of the car, but you can't tell me a stolen car is not a car. A car that has no wheels probably fails to meet the basic definition of a car. But a stolen car, yes, if some guy did a nasty act once upon a time, but it still meets the basic definition of a car. So So the Torah mandates on the first day, it has to be yours. So, yeah, it's a lulu, but it's not lachem. Now, it has to be yours. On the second day, where there's no Torah. So the Torah never said lachem on the second day. So I have a lulav on the second day that's stolen. What's wrong? Yeah, I did an Avera. I did many Averas. That's why we have Rosh So who cares about an Avera I've done in the past? I have right now a lulav. Does this meet the definition of a lulav? Yes. Let's not talk about how I acquired it. But it meets the definition of a lulav. There's no psul of lachem because the terror didn't tell me anything <laughs> on the second day. So what on earth could be wrong with a gorgeous lulav just because a bad act was committed on it? Says the Gemara, am I like, what's wrong with it? Says Rabbi Yechonam, Mishum because it is Mitzvah Habba a Mitzvah Habba So now, what the Gemara is saying is that Mitzvah Habba is not a, like a Musar type of thing, like, oh, shame, shame. You know, it's, the ends don't justify the means. And you got this rule of nasty, so it's not a good mitzvah. A mitzvah of Avera, the Gemara here is using for something much more basic. If the way you got this mitzvah is through an Avera, then it fails to meet the basic criteria of a mitzvah. And it changes the nature of the item, just like a car that's missing wheels and a lulav that's shriveled up fails to meet the basic definition of the item. A lulav that was acquired through an Avera, like stealing, changes intrinsically on the basic level the definition of the item. That's not a lulav. It was acquired through an Avera, which is a huge chiddush. Because if you ask anyone on earth, what is this? If, if it's shriveled up, they won't say a lulav. If you ask what's a car without wheels, they won't say car. If you ask what's a stolen lulav, anyone will say it's stolen lulav. We're saying your eyes are tricking you. Your eyes are tricking you. It's not a lulav. That's something else. Why is it not a lulav? Because it, it was gotten through stealing. It's not a lulav. It changes the intrinsic definition of what the item is. Huge chiddush. And we're going to prove it. Shenamar, like it says in the Pasuk, <coughs> Hashem is upset. And he's saying about all the bad stuff Chayisro brings for Karbonus. He's saying like, you know, you mamish, you have no respect for me. You bring your stolen items. Your lame Karbonus. Your sick Karbonus. So in this sentence, we have two out of three items that are visibly deficient, lame and sick, are visibly deficient. That's not a carbon. That's a lame duck. That's a lame carbon. That's not a carbon. It's sickly. It can't even walk. But in the same sentence, it lumped guzzle. So says the Gemara, you see from here that I'm correct, that a stolen item is not just an item having a sin committed in it in the past. 
It's a deficient item intrinsically, just like a lame one. Says the Gemara, just like a lame animal, less like takanta, you can't say, oh, I'm sorry, and it gets better. Even a stolen animal has no way of fixing it, has no way of rectifying it, because stealing the item changes it on a basic level and makes it not that item anymore. It's an unfixable act. Since it was acquired through stealing, there is an intrinsic, inherent psul in this item. And this is regardless before the original owner gave up on it. Even if the owner gave up on it. Why? There's nothing wrong anymore. It's not as the answer is. You put in it that intrinsic mess up. You messed it up intrinsically. So I don't care if later the owner stops being upset at you. There's something inherently inside this item on a basic level wrong with it. Which the Gemara further explains. Bishlema lefnei I understand before the owner gives up on it, it's not yours. Adam kiyakar mikem, it's not a card. Amr Achmana says the tervalavdi deon, it's not his. But if the owner already gave up, so there's no ownership issues, it's free and clear. You are kainet with yish. That it's not strictly an ownership issue. Gozel is not a title issue. Who is this animal titled to? Who is this animal owned by? It became an intrinsic problem. So we see, we've proven, I recite of Mitzvah that a Mitzvah is not merely a Musr thing. They're like, shame, shame, you really should be getting Mitzvahs in a proper fashion. Mitzvah causes a structural change in the item. Although you can't see the structural change like other problems, like Yavesh or like Lame, it caused a problem in the item. Once the item is problematic at its basic level, then it's bad on the first day of circus, it's bad on the second day of circus because it's not the item. Just like a dried up lulav is not the correct item, a stolen lulav, even if the ownership issues are taken care of, is not a real lulav. Says the Gemara, Continues Rabbi Yechon and Nehemiah Shemrachai. He said the last statement. He's going to continue with a similar statement. My dechsev. What is written? What is it meant when it's written in the Torah? Ki ani Hashem. I'm Hashem. Oyev mishpat. I love justice. Soyne gezel ba'olam. I hate stolen oilas, stolen carbonus. Marshal amelach basar adam. If we would have to give a story, it would be comparable to a human king. He was passing the treasury, house of taxes, the treasury. He commanded his employers in the treasury to give tax on the taxes, which is crazy. That's like transferring money from one pocket to the other. It's government money, so you take it from the government and refund it to the government. That's pointless. It's going from the same place to the same place. No, I have a point I want to make over here. For me, all passers-by will learn. And they'll say that no one should hold themselves above paying taxes. After all, the government, where the taxes go to, don't hold themselves exempt from paying taxes. Therefore, you too should not hold yourself exempt from paying taxes. But the point is, says the Gemara, 
says the Gemara, I hate Gezel on an island because on a certain level, you could look at it as follows. Who owns everything on earth? HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So if I steal from you a cow to make an oila, and I make an oila, I'm really doing the same thing. I'm taking money from one government arm and giving it to another government arm. I'm taking it from Hashem and giving it to Hashem. What could be wrong? I'm, giving it, I'm taking it from its maker, giving it back to its maker. No. The problem is, since there was an avera in the middle, you caused an intrinsic, a basic mess up within the DNA of the item, and you messed it up. As says Gemara, They won't steal because when you steal, you cause an item to be messed up. And one more proof that we're learning this Mishnah correctly. It this mar- go to, to yeah, or no, only, or only no, we're proving from Karbanas to Lulav. Yeah, I'm saying, but the, Hashem looks at it as... as yeah, yeah, like and, and, but that's mamish the that Hashem looks at it that it's intrinsically bad. That's why even if you take care of the ownership issues, let's say I steal it from him, and I say a week later, you know, I stole your lulav, but here's 50 bucks, now we're good? No, you, the lulav became like yavish. The lulav became messed up. So you can't fix a yavish lulav by paying 50 bucks to someone, so you can't fix a stolen lulav <laughs> by paying 50 bucks to somebody. Says the Gemara, Itmar Nami. Amar Ami. Yavish is possible, Mipne Shein Hadr. Yavish is possible because it has an intrinsic problem. It's not a definition of a lulav. It's not Hadr. A lulav, by definition, has to be beautiful. If it's dried out and crumpled up, it's not the definition of a lulav. Gazel possible. Gazel is also possible. Because by stealing it, you cause the item itself to experience a mess up. You cause the item itself to be deficient. Says the Gemara. So now that we said a great shot in the Mishnah, it doesn't come without controversy. Upliga Derb Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak argues. He says, now, you messed up. This, this concept of Mitzvah Bavera. It's just a Musr concept. You know, you shouldn't be doing Averis to do mitzvahs. But it doesn't actually make anything wrong. It doesn't change a lulav. So if you stole a lulav, it's kosher. Upligadir b'yitzchak. Damar b'yitzchak b'anachmeni. Amar shmuel. Loishan al-biyam tafrishin. The only time a stolen lulav is a problem is on the first day of Yom. On the second day of Yom so you did a bad thing. So you spoke Lashon Hari yesterday. Does that make your lulav puzzle? So you talked during Chazar Sashats yesterday. Does that make your lulav puzzle? So you stole the lulav. It doesn't make your lulav puzzle. I showed it to the Rav. The Rav said it's a nice lulav. Why should doing an Avera yesterday puzzle your lulav? <laughs> Which means Rabbi Yitzchak doesn't subscribe to this whole innovation that an Avera done in an item changes the structure of the item. The item looks good to me. It has all the parts it needs. So you did an Avera yesterday. It doesn't affect what the lulav is today. I will be yot of sheni, on yot of sheni. Who cares if it's not yours? Mitan sheyatsa b'shol, just like you could be yotze with a borrowed lulav, yotze nami begazel. You could be yotze with a stolen lulav as well. So we have a machlekes 
about this concept that we invented tonight. We invented a concept tonight that a stolen item changes the very makeup of the item, the nature of the item, and therefore it becomes possible and unfixable. <coughs> Just like a yavish lulav, an ugly lulav, a messed up lulav, is possible and unfixable, the first opinion was a stolen lulav causes that same deficiency and it becomes unfixable. The second opinion is, no. If it's a lulav, it's a lulav. On the first day, the terror demands it's yours. Once the terror stops demanding it's yours, the second day of Yom Tov, there's no demand that it's yours. So who cares that you stole it? So let's see if we could... So according to everyone, if you stole on the second day, it's good according to everyone. According to the second opinion. Oh, according to the second Yeah, because the fact that you stole it doesn't cause an inherent problem. Masiv Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak asks Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak the following question. Lulav HaGazel, our Mishnah started as follows. A lulav that is stolen by Yavesh or dried is possible. There's a glaring omission from our Mishnah. It doesn't say a borrowed lulav is possible. Hasha'ol is kosher. A borrowed lulav is kosher. Now, if a borrowed lulav is kosher, I can easily assume... What day of Yontif are we talking? What day of Yontif are we talking that a borrowed lulav is kosher? It has to be the second day. <coughs> Amos, when are we talking? Elam, Yontif Rishon, can't be the first day. Haksiv Lachem, the Torah demands it has to be yours. And this isn't yours. So, so, if it's not yours, and it's still okay, because Shaul is okay, we're talking on Yontif Shein. And yet it still says, Guzzle's puzzle, Vikatani Guzzle's puzzle. Here you go. We have a proof. Which means we had, a, two, we had two opinions. We had a machlaikis. Does the fact that it's stolen cause an intrinsic psul? Because it doesn't have to be yours the second day. So the question is, is Mitzvah Bavera an intrinsic psul unfixable? Or is Mitzvah Bavera just a Moser thing? It's not unfixable. We see from here that the fact that this lulav, we're talking the second day, we're talking the second day because it didn't say anything about shawl, and yet a guzzle is still possible, you see that mitzvah babavir ruins an item for good. You see that the fact that it was once stolen caused it to be so ruined, it's unfixable, and therefore it's possible even on the second day. Says the Gemara, nah, nah. Omarava, or Omarbashi, or Omarava, it's the first day of And the reason it's puzzles is because it's not yours, and you could steal a lulu when it's kosher the second day. You're wrong. Well, you have a lot to explain. If it's the first day, why didn't it say anything about a borrowed lulu being puzzle? Says the Gemara, it's the first day. Why didn't you say anything about a borrowed lulu? Says the Gemara, because that goes without saying. Because borrowed is even worse than stolen in a certain aspect. When you steal something, bad news is you owe you got money, but the good news is you're keeping it. When you borrow something, it's totally not yours. It's, it's less yours when you borrow something when you steal something. So says the Gemara, the reason, we're talking the first day. The reason why he didn't say borrowed is because borrowed is pushed that it's bad. There's nothing to talk about. It goes without saying that a borrowed blue of is bad. We only have to say a stolen lulav is bad, because I can think the stolen lulav is pretty much yours. Says the Marvel, lay me by kamer, lay me by shaul. 
It goes without saying that a borrowed lulav is possible to lav dideu. Because when you borrow something, in no way, shape, or form is it yours. Avogazel. But when you steal something, I might think that when you steal it, the owner gave up on it, and it becomes the stealers. It becomes the guys. <laughs> I mean, it's yours. And therefore, I would have thought, it's kosher kamashwa. No, it's not even kosher. But we're talking about the first day, and Shaul's apostle, it didn't have to say it, and you have no raya as far as mitzvah Vera. End of sunya. End of sunya. So, we have a machlekes. If stolen items are puzzle on the second day. Stolen items are for sure puzzle on the first day because it says lachem. On the second day, when you don't need it to be yours, does stealing puzzle it? Well, that depends if you accept this huge chiddush. That depends if you accept this chiddush that having stolen something once upon a time causes an intrinsic, unfixable psul. If you buy that chiddush, then a stolen lulav is puzzle on the second day. It's called mitzvah bavera. If you don't buy that chiddush, you don't need to own it the second day and it's kosher. Is that always, in other words, if I stole the wool the year before, it's still the that year after, yeah, it's it knows, still no good. Cause, because you caused on the molecular level a problem in the thing. In, intrinsically, it's messed up. Yeah. The chefzeh. Exactly. I don't want to say it. Says the Gemara, new sugya. Amalu related, but new. Amalu Ravuna. Ravuna told Lahanu Avankri to these middlemen, to these, like, middle merchants who bought Dalabinim from large wholesalers, or farmers, actually, and they sold them to retailers. When you buy Hadassim from a guy, you, also, should not cut it. Let the guy cut it. And give it to you. So he demanded something pretty peculiar. So he asked my time, why? I'll explain to you. Kastam gazli Your average guy stole his land. Therefore, the land really belongs to someone. And since you didn't really do anything when you stole the land, so you weren't kind of it. So it's basically the Jew's land, but the Jew is scared to go back on his own land. So you have a stolen land, but no Kenyan has ever been made on the item because you can't be kind of land. What am I supposed to do? Pick it up? So I was never kind of, I was never kind of the land. So the first act of Kenyan on stolen land happens when you pick the thing that grew on the land. So it comes out that when the Hadas is picked is when the gazelle is actually taking place. So therefore, Vakarke and Enigzelis, land can't be stolen because there's no effective way to steal it. Hilkach, Ligzizayin, let the guy cut it. Once it's cut, it's stolen, then the act of stealing happened. Once the act of stealing happened, the owner's Yish can take effect. So the minute the Hadas is cut, I mean, this Yid was Miyayish on his land long ago. He didn't ever think he's going to get it back. But the stealing didn't happen yet. So the Yish can't take effect. So the first act of really stealing it is when the Hadas is caught. So the Yish can't kick in. The Yish can't take effect until the Hadas is caught. So he advised the middleman, the wholesaler, let the guy cut it. 
This way, the act of Geneva happened by the guy, and right away the years kicked in by the guy, and then when you get it, it it's, a, it's a good rule, because we said, Mitzah Babaver ruins it intrinsically to the guy that did it. So let that ruinage happen, I know that's not a word, let that ruinage happen in the hand of the guy, not your hand. Says the Gemara, if you're trying to avoid the ruining happening in, happening in the hand of the end user, you avoided it anyway. It's not only a middleman. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, well, let's, well, let's finish the line, that the years will happen in the guy's hand, and then it'll come to your Rishos, you will have done nothing wrong, so you, it's fine. Samar says, well, then let the middleman cut it, and the end user will have the same result. Well, Kigazazu Avankri, even if the middleman would cut it, so then you have all the parts. The middleman actually did the stealing, the ruinage happened in his hand, because he did a bad act, he stole it, so it's a puzzle for you, and then when he passes it on to the end user, it's fine. And then the end user has a lulav that he didn't do anything wrong to, so it doesn't have the soul of Mitzvah Bavera. Says Mar, you're right. You're right. But for the wholesaler himself, if he would want to use it, he needs an additional rishos. So we're giving an advice. If the wholesaler wants to use the lulav, the hadas, let the guy cut it. For an end user, let the middleman cut it. It just has to go through all these steps. The guy that cut it really did stealing. So in his hand, it's possible because he has mitzvah bavera. He's the one that's stuck with the psula mitzvah bavera. Says the Gemara, We're talking about the hishana of the middleman himself. So he needs it to go through a rishos change so he should have the guy cut it. Says the Gemara, why do you need shina rishos? <laughs> when you tie it up into your dollar minimum, that is a change. So you're right. That hadas had a psul. And it had yish. When you tie it into your dollar minimum, that's shinui. It's a new, it's a new heftza. And therefore it should be okay. V'leknaya b'shinim aysa. So the Gemara says, Savra lulav ain't sarhege. Well, we hold you don't have to tie it. So it's never going to undergo a shinui. So therefore you have to and if you need a shinoi, you have to undergo a shinoi rishos from the guy's hand to your hand, because if it's in your hand, it'll never go through a shinoi rishos, and you don't have to tie it, so it won't go through a shinoi maisa. Or, even if you do have to tie it, that doesn't really count as a shinoi, because when you untie it, it goes right back. It's a fixable, it's a reversible shinoi. And any reversible shinoi doesn't count. One last cash, we'll stop for the night. Why can't you have the following thing? When it got cut, it was stolen. You're right. There's Yush. Then you need shinoi. You'll have shinoi when you call it a different name. When you call it a different name, it has shinoi. At first, it's called a single heishana, a single hadas. Now it's a dalad minim. It was always called a Hashanah, so it didn't have a Shini Hashem, and therefore you have to have the guy cut it. Okay. According to the...
Who's the man that I'm on the first shot? So he said.